Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am the host that is not a ghost, and my name is Toby. And across this Discord universe of mine, uh, he's my Frankenstein without a beer, Stein. I'm real bad at this some days. He's my beautiful best friend and co-host, Rick. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I want to redo. <laughs> I, I, so, I don't, don't know how to come into it. With, I, you with know, that, like, there are days where I, I just... Fire bad. Yeah, dude. There are days where I have like all kinds of just stupid stuff roll off my tongue. And then there are also days where I feel like I'm a second grader learning words for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can just, read good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God. It's Halloween, dude. Yeah. Here we are in the middle of it with Sh- Shocktober spooktacular. Uh, confetti let me dicks shocktober spooktacular dicks spocktober spook it's 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 almost the titty twister isn't it it kind of is but it's also like a thousand time better name than what last year's was right off the bat because i still don't agree with it i still don't don't, it's it's heavy you don't don't like the spooktacular wasn't it spooktober Oh yeah, there was something yeah. with the bo- bober in it. That's right. Yeah, I think it was Spooktober last year that I was just ick. We pushed it hard. Ick. Yeah, I don't I know. Could... It's been crazy. It's been a crazy year. So we did not get to do the blowout Halloween fest that we so rightfully deserve. But that's right. We'll we'll do a little one for this episode. It'll yeah. be kind of a. This will be a good episode. Round it out. Yeah, like Play Doh, rounding it out, and like, hey, look, I. The only way to round out Plato, you guys can't see his hand motions, which just, I don't know, looks like he's squeezing a sponge out over in the sink. Uh, but the only way to roll out Plato really is to do the, oh, that's the roundabout right. on the table thing, you know, the wax like on, wax off on the, the table. That's that's yeah, the like, only way. Like Otherwise, it doesn't work. DJ. Okay, let's get into the weird question of the week. If you could be any age, which age would you choose? Do you have one in mind for this? Because I've racked my brain for a week on this one. Uh, not especially, no. <laughs> See, so I think, I don't know what most people would do, actually, because this is kind of a loaded question. Because do you go like, I want to go back to 21 because I can drink. I don't. See, it's not me either, dude. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like 13. Oh. You know? Like, See, I want to be like 13. Back- 13 again because for a couple reasons right life didn't really matter at 13 it was super easy you know you're just going to school you're in middle school right sixth seventh grade you're starting Mm -hmm. to learn what puberty is and you're getting you know looking at girls or guys or whatever your flavor was at that time you know and it's just like sports were fun because it wasn't insanely competitive but it was competitive enough Mm -hmm. there you didn't have bills Whereas, like, if you wanted to be above 21, you're, you're like, oh, I can drive, blah, blah, blah. I can drink. And it's just like, yeah, I gladly give up those things to not have a mortgage <laughs> in a heartbeat. I I suppose, like, when I look back and I really think, like, 30 is a nice solid age because you've kind of lived a life. But you're old enough to 
be able to do things. Like when you're younger, like that weird time between 18 to 21, especially if you have older friends where they're like, yeah, we're going to the club. You're like, cool. I'll find a babysitter for myself and I'll go somewhere, you know? See, and maybe, maybe that's not me because like I hung out with the same age group and we were just drinking in, in the garage until we could drink in the bar. And there was like, there wasn't really much of an in-between in that 18 to 21 yeah. where it was like, not much change except I'm spending more money, but I'm doing it at the bar. You know? <laughs> like, True. That's True. what I'm saying. Like, to go back as a kid, like, that that lack of responsibility, but you're not old enough to necessarily be a bad kid unless you were just destined to be a bad kid. At that point, you're like, school's not very hard. Sports are fun. Girls are coming into play. Like, that just seems like the part of life I took for granted back then, you know, you were smart enough to know what was kind of going on, but also naive enough to be like, oh, I don't know. The world's just going to keep doing its thing. And what's gas prices and taxes. They're not teaching us that in school. <laughs> yeah, but then you get into like the whole, like awkwardness of being 13 of like, now you got to start giving away childish things. Unless you got cool enough parents are like, let's keep being you, you know, like, the idea of having to grow up a little bit, yeah, but, not but completely, I don't know. Would, okay, so I guess, all right, my answer is probably going to stay the same. Would you go back with knowledge that you had oh. from when you turned back? That's the real question, because if I'm just going back blind, I'm still taking that same age, because I'm not worried about the things that are yet to have yet to come. You know, it's not like I'm going to change my my flight path anyway. But if I if I like go back. If I had to go back or got to go back with knowledge that I had now, I'm choosing 18 all day long. Yeah. 18. Especially if you. If, I'm rich uh, as fuck by 25. Yeah. You make all those smart investments into particular things. Like Even if even not even that, like <laughs> you don't take back lottery numbers or like trade no, secrets. No, no. Right. But just yeah. like, hey, there's a couple decisions you can make at 18 that would drastically change your life forever. And for mm-hmm. me, it'd be work. I'd go straight into the trade. I wouldn't even mess with anything yeah. else. I'd be like, boom, 18, I'm an apprentice electrician. I'm a journeyman by 23, yeah. and I'm making you know $90,000, $100,000 a year right now. But I yeah. don't think you go back with knowledge. I think if you get to choose an age, like Jeannie chooses an age, you don't get to go back with that. So I'm still going with like 12, 13. Hmm. I'm going to go back to 2020. That was such a 2019 man. It was the last. <laughs> I I'll I will shut it down. Yeah, I will shut like... it down. <laughs> That's a it's a really loaded question because I, you know, do you go back to when you were super young, no responsibilities, or do you go back to when you were like little responsibilities but mostly fun? Although, <laughs> I guess <laughs> for <laughs> for neighbors. <laughs> you like you know like i don't know yeah my fun my fun at 18 to 21 versus what your fun may have been at 18 to 21 were two totally different things Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wouldn't put myself through that again like that this body only deserves one of those and it didn't even deserve the one that i put it through (laughs) i'm still as of today putting it through (laughs) the same shit yeah no, it's weird. I I don't have a good answer for I'd that. I go back that, to being a kid, man. A, a kid's not a bad answer, just for the sheer joy. I can of being go back able to, to the first time I kissed a girl. Oh, you know, just like little. I don't know why I'm stuck on the girl thing, but like, 
Like, I don't know. May I don't know. Maybe it's because as a kid, you just think you're going to have sex like 12 times a day when you got a girl and stuff. And you're just like, as you get older, you're like, I could, but we could also like watch Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things we could do. Like, I mean, yeah, that, that'll, that's fine. We can, we could. Yeah, mark out the time for it, but let's not get crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's make a date. We'll price line a hotel in Denver, you know, like three weeks from now. <laughs> we really can get wild then. We'll break out the champagne. <laughs> just fuck up the place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's on her card. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Like it's all person to person. Somebody might oh. be weird and be like, "I want to go back to when I was four years old." I mean, I'd be like, "You're stupid." That's the wrong answer. You're dumb. Like you're so dumb. No, there's never a wrong or right answer with any of these weird questions of the week. That's we true. asked well, how long a broomstick had to be. If you're telling me that was a wrong answer, you're wrong. That was the rightest answer of answers. The rightest of answers. Uh, anyway. So you bought some games. I bought some games, and I, I only I only show you the ones that I actually have physically, but I bought some stuff off of the, the site that shall not be named. Uh, I bought some stuff from them, but it's never going to show up, so when that happens, I'll show you guys. <laughs> yeah, a couple right. weeks ago, I bought the other two Castlevanias, right? Or I traded them in. Um, I went to Level 7's new store here in Denver, right? Shout out to Level 7. Uh, they have built the game store that I've always pictured in my mind that I would one day build. Does that mean my dream's dead? No. Okay. No. Anyways, dope-ass store. They have a coffee shop in there. It's beautiful. It's huge. They do Friday Night Magic and shit over there. They're just far from me. Uh, but I bought Simon's Quest. Boop. I was the one I was missing. That's the cheap Castlevania for the NES, right? I bought a game that was real, like, stupid, I guess, in the scheme of things. Uh, but it's a game I played a lot growing up and was even able to like show my sister. It was just like, look, <laughs> like we played this shit out of this snake rattle and roll. This oh, is, fuck yeah. This is not a rare game. It is not an expensive game, but it's a game with a lot of nostalgia for my house. And uh, the last time I really got to spend decent money before my first mortgage payment. Castlevania 4 for the Super mm. Nintendo. I've almost got my complete set of Castlevania either replaced or filled in with gaps. Um, wink, wink, Drew. Bloodlines. Uh, but yeah, I bought some stuff. Like I said, I'm not going to be able to... I'm not really going to be able to buy a whole lot of higher-end stuff in the coming months while I get used to new payments and, and stuff like that. But I was just like, treat yourself one last time. New level 7 store. They're great over there. And it's real easy to talk me into being like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Castlevania wasn't that bad. Uh, Castlevania 4 was the most expensive game I bought that day. It was 60 bucks, which is about spot on. Uh, you don't see it very often. Like, I don't see it in game stores very often. It's not a game that just slides around. And they're going between 60 and 70 on eBay anyway. So, yeah. Shop local, boys and girls. Yeah, I agree. Support your local comic book shop while we're at it. Just yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I I learned you know let me tell you something crazy I learned today. Hmm. Apparently DC is going very sexual in their newer comics. You know, we talked about last week, we talked about yeah. the uh, Superman thing. I was listening to another podcast today and they were talking about like 
how many new DC characters are like bi or gay or lesbian or whatever else. And it was truly surprising. Like I, there wasn't, it was a lot more than I expected considering the first I'd heard about it was Superman's son. Oh yeah. There's a whole push for, for that. I just read, um, or been reading through this uh, crush, crush and Lobo, where Lobo turns out to have a daughter. So I was like, "Oh, okay, that's." I think I cool. heard about and this one. Yes, Lobo, and like the first issue is all about like her and her relationship and the weirdness of being like this super powered alien, but trying to juggle a a normal relationship with like a human. You know, it's fine. It it doesn't play a big part into the whole story, but like it's enough where you like she keeps kind of dwelling on it, and it's like. Okay, I get it. Like yeah, maybe yeah. that's where comics are going is pushing that like every day uh, what's it like to be in a relationship. Right? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, what I was listening to and you might have heard that podcast already too. Um yeah, they were just like it doesn't matter, but it's just like it's going to make it's going to turn it into a relationship comic instead of a superhero comic. Yeah. And that was what people were bummed about. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, that you, was off topic, yeah. but we, we we could go down that whole rabbit yeah, hole. That was of off topic. I was just like, we I just heard about the one last week, and like I said today, I like listened to some stuff, and I was just like, oh no shit, like there's a lot, and Marvel's just like fuck you, <laughs> we're not changing well, they, shit. They've got their characters in there, but they don't like they make it a part of them, but they don't make it like this is their defining one thing. Oh my gosh, it's oh can you believe that this one person is. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, and he just happens to be gay. Move on. Let's tell fantastical stories. Yeah, are they still doing superhero shit? Dope. That's yeah. all we yeah. want. Just That's do superhero shit. <laughs> um, so as as per the usual, I watched some stuff. So I'll blast blast through these guys real quick. Uh, first one that we watch is on Stars called Spiral. Um, this takes place in the Saw franchise. It's from the book oh, of Saw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it stars Chris Rock, which off the top you would kind of think, oh, that's going to be weird, but it actually works, and he's really good in it. Like I'm so used to him being like this funny guy, but like he's so not funny in it. That kind of works really well. But um, it does super work in, in that they almost just literally take a page from the book of Saw and like have it in that world without it being directly tied to jigsaw and all those kind huh. of guys so it's really good uh it's only an hour and a half so it's a super quick like pew get in there watch some stuff and is it more like a drama or is oh, there like some saw aspects of it is it like early oh, saw stuff it's definitely has the traps in it of like can you save them in time can if you do this can you save yourself yeah like what, what i'll give away one because why the fuck not uh this guy has to Spoiler bite alert. down bite down on this this thing and he's got these wires attached to his fingers and like he bites down on it and it starts pulling his fingers so for him to save his life he has to pull off his hand his thing so it's like do you want to lose your fingers or do you want to live yeah pretty yeah funny. fuck these things dude because yeah, it's, it's like what kind of life do you oh, live after a fucking the first of all the ptsd you get from a, a saw <laughs> contraption yeah and second <laughs> the stuff that you're taking from me is gonna make my life not worth living anyway like this is bullshit yeah no doubt and uh i gotta mention that samuel l jackson sent it as well which is super fun because who doesn't like to hear that guy say motherfucker uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong <laughs> <laughs> moving right along uh the brand new dune movie that literally just came out uh this past friday no spoilers 
No spoilers. We I'm should not gonna talk give away about anything. this in a, in a couple weeks because I have yet to watch it as well. No, you're fine. I'm not going to give away much because I might go back and watch it again because from what I understand, this is only part one of the book. That's what and I've been like, hearing. There's so much going on in this film and without having any fir- like knowledge going into it, because I am going into it pretty like the only knowledge I have of Dune is the one time that I played like a weird tabletop car game that I don't know. It was weird, but okay. um, it's great. It's, um, you know, directed by Dennis Van whatever you guys know, the guy um, who's done like Arrival and uh, Blade Runner 2049. And uh, it's it's pretty fantastic. It's like everybody's just so on their game in this movie and everybody's so good. And like it is so rich with like the coolest thing in this to me is the freaking battleships that they use that look like dragonflies, which is like something from the books. And like, it's so amazing. And like, I'm like, I could see why like star Wars pulled from this. I could see why so many different things. Yeah, when was the book? So, uh, the sixties or so, I believe I, I'm not there's a, a, what, an eighties Dune movie. Yeah. That was done by David Lynch, but it was um, bad, right? I think from what I understand is that there was a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that happened. He didn't get final cut. There was a lot of like notes about the movie, a lot of like, you can't do this. And plus the fact of like, it's made in 84. So the technology wasn't quite there to do the shit that you'd want to do for now, but God, it's so fucking good to look at. Um, so if you've got, you like it? Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I highly recommend it. It is two and a half hours. So, you know, and like you said, time. it's what, like the first half? Yeah, it's only part one. Um, I, they haven't quite been greenlit for part two yet. I think they're just waiting to see if people like it. But from everything I've heard in, in my particular nerd friend group, like they're all like, finally, we get we get a Dune movie that's good. And the yeah. fact that he really did just focus on the first half of a book is like, oh, this guy's not fucking around. He could have tried to cram you know, a full book into two hours, but... That's how you get bad movies. Well, exa- well it, I mean, yes, it's at certain times, but I was just about to bring up like, uh, like it, you know, mm. it, OG, one movie, right? The entire book, one movie, but they were able to split into two parts and whether like you like it as much as original or not, they were great movies. The two parts being one children, one adult lives yeah. and the new it's, I thought we were done great. I thought the movies were good. Um, and going back and watching that original one, you know, I think it's a great movie, but it's not as good as being able to like flesh out an entire story over two movies. Would I have rather had the original with Tim Curry in two movies? Hell yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. But I mean, look, technically we did have in two movies because if you're in a VCR, it showed up in two VHS tapes. I mean that yeah, that's Just all, that's those old T V movies like I miss those like events where it was like, here's a new Stephen King thing that we're going to show you over, you know, eight weeks and it's going to climax at Halloween and all this stuff. Like I kind of miss that stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know when I've lost, watched any uh, (laughs) TV movies lately. Right. Um, And the final movie we watched recently uh, worth noting is uh, the Adams family Two, which is the sequel to the 2019 2019. God, hard to, the time flies. Um, the animated sequel to it, and uh, it's pretty freaking great. It's more of the same. It's the Adams family going on vacation, which is super to begin with. It's just kind of a, a novel idea. Um, 
but uh yeah i'm kind of curious i have i've yet to watch either one of the animated ones they're fun i mean if you like the adams family you'll like i'm pretty sure you'll like this it yeah. is a bit more over the top a bit more cartoony but like just quirky it just gets there makes me laugh uh, <laughs> that's all yeah. that matters right yeah yeah just uh so yeah you got three different movies check out there spiral dune and adam's family Dune's on HBO stuff. max which is dope yes HBO max sub you get to watch Dune. yeah and i mean i would say do but like the the one thing I have to say is this Dune would be one that would be really good in the theater. Yeah, like, it's the kind of an epic, design, right? The music is great. The action is great. The acting is great. Like, And the scope of it is so large that it's like perfect for like going to the theater, let alone going to like IMAX. So that way you're... Yeah, I can see that. So it, it support the movie in any way you can. So that way they make a sequel to it. Yeah. Uh, moving right along... Um, as Mountain Dew is wont to do with its weirdness, um, it's releasing a gingerbread snapped. Oh my god! Um, which is like I don't know if you like gingerbread. I do like gingerbread. <laughs> and if you like Mountain Dew, you slam those two together and you get G- Mountain Dew gingerbread snapped. I imagine it's probably pretty good, right? God, yeah, it sounds pretty good. I mean. I just I I don't know why don't we have more gingerbread flavored drinks and that's what scares me like why haven't there been a, like a gingerbread coke because they're gonna start it, they'll, they'll start with that and the next thing you know Starbucks will be coming out with their ginger snap cookie and you know next thing we know it's like pumpkin spice but instead we get nothing ginger will ever bread. be like pumpkin spice <laughs> nothing will don't ever. you put that voodoo on me you son of a bitch! Uh, so yeah, that's supposed to be coming out for the holiday season, which uh, whether you like it or not is uh, certainly something. Yeah, uh, here's yeah. The- <laughs> Are you a fan of candy corn? Yeah, I I like candy corn. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It's a great seasonal treat. It, great is a little much. It's <laughs> it's good, but the problem with candy corn is it's just fucking sugar. So you eat like. 12 of them and all of a sudden your fucking upper and lower jaw just hurt yeah you're like okay i've had enough and i just started eating this well <laughs> a uh uh a butcher I, i'm gonna call it a butcher out in wisconsin of all places uh decided to throw some candy corn into a bratwurst and uh evidently they're selling like hotcakes I bet it's pretty good. I mean, look, anything selling like hotcakes that's weird and looks like bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine it's pretty good. Like, it's just sweetness and, like, you put a little spice in that bratwurst, and I bet it's I bet it's bomb as fuck. But I bet yeah. you put chocolate sauce across that bratwurst, and it's bomb as fuck. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's bra- it is bratwurst. It is a bratwurst. Don't put mustard on it. It's fine. So if you're out in Wisconsin... Uh... Why don't you stop by Jennifer's uh, Street Market for me and send some out to us, and uh, so that way we could we could taste those yummy things. And that's coming like the- from like a a meat market, dude. You know that's some yeah, like yeah, yeah. fire bratwurst, just top notch bratties. Booktoberfest brats new today, made with Lake Louis Brewing Oktoberfest and candy corns. And Oktoberfest beer is amazing. Good. So that is a thing. So uh, if anybody's Feeling a little experimental and makes their own homemade brats. Throw some candy corn in. 
Or don't and just make them better. <laughs> like, there's no way that the candy corn inside that bra is better than like little jalapeno pieces and crunchy onions or something. You know what oh. I'm saying? Like, I'm not a big sweet and savory kind of person. I know either. you're not. Yeah, that we. I think we've had this conversation. I'm not a big fan of sweet. Like, I like my shit separated. You that, know, that, that candy corn would like, like melt down into like a sugary goodness and just be throughout. So each bite. Oh my god! Come I want it so bad. Try, try your panties, bro. Come back down Ooh. to earth. Goddamn. Holy heck! <laughs> my my uh, my tummy dicks. Uh, oh, just hard as a rock. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Oh, that's right. The metaverse. Uh, this is. You're going to have to explain this to me because I actually read through this article and I'm so like, wait, they're just changing their name, but they're not. Okay. They're just... So I, when, when I first kind of said something to you about this, right? I don't think that I, I still don't have the full story, but I definitely did not. They're not changing their name to metaverse. I have yet to figure out what they're changing their name to. And maybe that's just for lack of research on my part. Um, but what they're trying to do is build their metaverse, right? They're trying to expand to more than just the social media platform or whatnot. You know, they're trying to get into augmented reality and virtual reality. As most people know, Facebook owns Oculus and you should know that. So they own one of the largest, uh, gaming brand or VR headsets on the market. One of three decent ones. Um, but yeah, they're like, and I think what I told you is I was like, dude, they're making the Oasis. Like this is how it starts. And a dude like Zuckerberg would do that. And if you don't think yep. that he watched or read ready player one and he was like, well, I've Ooh. got an unlimited amount of money and resources. Like uh, we could do this. And Look at the, the, you know, given we're streaming on Facebook right now, so Facebook don't yell at me, but there's a reason we're streaming to Facebook. Like, outreach yeah. here is easy, and it's not anonymous, which a lot of people don't like. You can also catch us on Twitch right now. Um, but they have the means, and they're the only, in my opinion, they're the only, like, platform like that, if you're looking at, like, Twitter or Google or Amazon or whatever, that already has their hands and all of the things that that would turn into. Yes. Amazon has the money and the, you know, the brand at reach, but Facebook already has the network and mm -hmm. they're the only ones out of all of those people, you know, that really, you know, cover a lot of networks to be able to just, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's something yeah, we're not going to stop. I mean, Oculus and Snapchat and then Facebook, all those kind of three What's together. That? And Instagram. Yeah, like all that stuff. They have all these different things, which, you know, for those who know, they they do own all that stuff. So, like, you think about Ready Player One and their particular thing, like, all they have to do is figure out a way where you put that on and then you're literally in Facebook or whatever. The, oh, and they, they, I imagine that's what's coming. That's, like, probably the 10-year mark, right? Because they just made the Oculus Go or Quest Go or whatever the fuck it's called, which you don't need a computer for. It's a standalone VR system. Oh, shit. Yes. Shit. Yes. So they just put that out, right? So it, next is the haptic suit. Which they already have stuff like that. You know, it's just making it mass producible. But, you know, exactly. you think right there, like, boom, you have you have the controllers and you have the helmet. That's how you push it into people's hands. Yeah. And it's affordable for what it is. I mean, looks like a plane, sounds like a plane. 
they're doing something over there at Facebook. <laughs> but they're supposed yeah, to change their name like this week, I think. They might have if by the time you guys hear this on Wednesday, but But yeah, it's not like anything's really changing. It's not like Facebook's gonna be called something new. They're gonna be called Facebook. They're just gonna have a big No, I think they're top. changing Facebook's name. Like really? that's the whole thing. Yeah, because now they're they wanna become more than just Facebook. They wanna become you know, they want a new name to match what their metaverse is going to be all inclusive. You know, the, Facebook and Instagram and everything, all that stuff right now is separate. Sure. And, you oh, know, it's I its own entity. That. So now I think they're going to try to bring Seem it all like together. As in, all. Now mm-hmm. we're Facebooktonian or the Oasis. Hello. I don't know. Well, it, it's something to keep track of because... Yeah, I mean, it does say something for them to be hiring ten thousand, trying to reach out and hire ten thousand people to work on this thing. Like, that's quite the push to be like, we are going to develop the shit out of this. That's bigger than a lot of towns in America. Yeah, like that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of people power to get behind something to be like, not creating a social media thing, but something bigger than that. They want to incorporate everything into one thing. It sounds that's cool. It'll be an interesting unfolding to see how that works. Horizon Worlds is the thing they've been calling it. Uh, the whatever that I kind of hope that isn't the name they go with because it's kind of Horizon. A, like I don't know. Don't weird. try to be futuristic at this point. You've been yeah. called Facebook for fucking yeah. you know thirteen years, eighteen years, however fucking long Facebook's been. Around. Hey, take out the the. Right from social network, yeah. and he's like, "Take out the," and it's like, "Oh, Facebook, oh, okay." <laughs> Sorry, the anyway. Facebook, yeah, <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> How dare you well, derail me? <laughs> that's what I do, baby. Uh, so, from one kind that I mean, I'm still like that makes me kind of excited if that's their grand plan is to make an oasis because it's scary, but it's inevitable. So it's better to just embrace, embrace it. Yeah. And try to make the best of what it is. And while you're at it, go on to nerf, uh, com or whatever. And, uh, check out this brand new halo, uh, gun that they're releasing. The needler. This thing is so sick. Good lord. Even the box like, it comes in is fucking sick. Everything about it. And it looks legit, dude. Like, And I imagine that they made it to where every dart you shoot, the needles drop down. It looks like it. Oh, could you imagine? It's, they have to, right? Is there not a video of this happening? We're recommended. It requires six AA 1.5 volt alkaline batteries, not included. Ten darts, unassembled display stand. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's okay. not doing it. Well, it doesn't look like it does. Dude, don't miss the real opportunity. They light up when you grip the handle. So it yeah, lights up. but the whole fucking cool part about the needler is the damn things just slip in. That's what you're shooting out. And I understand, yeah. like you don't have to make those the darts. That seems complicated, but. You couldn't have made them all like when you put the magazine in, all the needles pop back up, and then every time you pull the trigger, um, it pops one it, down, you know? Like, and it's fucking $100. And I, I don't, don't get it till next year. It's dope as fuck. It looks cool. Not, I would. I would not. I would display that on my shelf. 
Yeah, but there's cooler ones out there that have less use but are cooler. And if you're just going to display it, just go buy a fucking cool-ass needler. That's true. If you're not going to play with it, don't spend the money on it. Well, of course I'm going to play with it. I got kids. I'd be shooting the fuck out of it. Which means it's never going to get displayed. And if that's the case, (laughs) then I want the fucking needles to drop. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, the cycle. It's cool, but for $100 and the needles don't drop, come on, Hasbro. You could do better. You could do better. Be better. Um, Yeah, do better. Staying with the toys, uh, Nika have been straight up knocking it out of the park. Yeah, these uh, these assholes, dude. Everything they're putting out this month is insane, and they just released a Universal Monsters team up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the one they've got displayed right now is the uh, Raphael as Frankenstein's monster, and it is so fucking cool looking. I love that they still like gave him three fingers. I mean, yeah, he's got like the brick boots too. Oh man, dude, this thing is just lightning bolt freaking size. Like, yeah, that's dope. And he, God, the articulation on this thing looks like they really went all out, and made that guy be able to fucking boogie woogie. Yeah, you can see it in his wrist. It looks like it's got a lot of movement. But it kind of poses the question, like with all the Universal monsters that are out there and the three turtles that are left. Who do you do for Mikey? Who do you do for Donatello? And who do you do for Leonardo? Ooh, see, that's tough for like Universal Monsters, right? You have to do a Dracula. Yeah. Like, you have to. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Wolf. Um, I mean, did you see the Wolf turtle Man. Wolfman? Probably not. No. Like, uh, Phantom of the Opera probably wouldn't be one. That Maybe, maybe... Phantom of the Opera actually would be cool because instead of doing their headband, you would just paint that side of his mask, whatever color turtle he was, <laughs> you know, like that would be kind of dope. But if you did anything but that, I don't, I don't think it would play. Yeah, I don't know. You have to do a Dracula, Frankenstein, Frank, well, Frankenstein's monster. Creature from Invisible. the Black Lagoon would be cool. Invisible Man. I mean, uh... what do you just do at that point? A clear turtle? Yeah, right. The mummy, like the mummy. You could do you could a actually, mummy. Mummy would yeah, be cool. Mummy. Aesthetically, it would be. It would be. It would be cool. M- I, Mikey's I the that mummy. That's okay. the, that's the one I'd go for. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Uh, you can go on to um, if you want to pre-order this thing. EntertainmentEarth.com is kind of a place where you can buy it. Thirty-five bucks if you've got that kind of dough to drop. But uh, looks like it'll ship to you in April. Just some information for those who've got. Money to burn. Um. Oh, right. Okay, so we've got, uh, you know, we come to you with some stuff sometimes because we're ever expanding. We're trying to make this something sweet deal so that way we're not having to work for other people. I've got two opportunities for you this week, all right? So have you ever... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So have you ever been, like, you know, early morning... You're sipping on your coffee. You're looking at your backyard. Tragedy you're like, man, this view Two sucks. Children. And then <laughs> you're like, man, I really wish I could see a different view. Well, this guy in Bosnia decided to build a rotating house for his wife. So the idea is, is that we do a bed and breakfast and totally make a rotating house B&B. <laughs> Look, okay. First of all, two two things. Two things here. And then we can... We can get the fuck away from this. 
I, I just know, built, I just built a fence. All right, sixty foot fence is a bitch. Okay, I don't even remember what the second thing was that I was trying to tell you. Oh, second thing is is I have vertigo already. The last fucking thing I need to do is the one place that I consider my rock place <laughs> to fucking spin while I'm eating my cereal. And that- I don't know why. And we're gonna get in the podcast, and I apologize when you guys hear it, but. The fucking videos just autoplay blasting sound. It's just like... <laughs> the, my my ah. internet speed's pretty fast. And so it just loads up and it's like... The, 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 the next one, the next story, sorry. I do apologize, folks. The, uh, the next story <laughs> just like pops on the news and it's like two children have died. I'm just like, oh God, where is this video even placed? It's, it's the worst thing ever. I already, um, I already pressed pause on one. So the insanity of this house is that at its lowest, it can uh, takes 24 hours to do a full rotation or at its fastest, it can do it in 22 seconds. I mean, are you just nailing the floorboards down? Like all your coffee cups have little slide-in holders. That's twenty-two insane. seconds. So why? Uh, why though? Why? And you see the picture of where he built it. It's like, bitch, you live in the prairie. All the views are the same, stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's up in the mountains or in no, a valley he's somewhere. Not- <laughs> he's just like, it's the same all the way around. It's just a farm. <laughs> but at least the wife's happy. So that's probably a no on that one because the work would probably be too much. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Th- I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. <laughs> Oh, you well, know what this- sucks is this article was copy and pasted by me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And my link yeah. has videos that autoplay with. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as awful as I am at this, like. My bad. I'm just going to say no thanks, KUSA. Um, <laughs> so, my other opportunity for you is you know, we're both a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Well,. The house that was in the exterior, the house that was used for the exteriors in Nightmare on Elm Street is up for sale. Mind you, it's three point three point two fifty uh, million dollars. <laughs> you um, said that so bad. I know. I, three point right? two five million dollars. <laughs> Sometimes it just fails. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Originally built in 1919, the outside maintained its timeless white siding and green shingles, though the interior is much more modern in comparison. So what we do is we take this over and, like, people can come and, like, stay the night or not. But, like, they, we could have one room where you could be, like, sucked into the bed and have the fountain of blood happen. And, you know, yeah, it's like an like, like, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I think we can make some money on it. It's like, hey, two hundred bucks a night, like three point two fifty dollars a stay, two hundred twenty <laughs> if you want the gallons and gallons of fountain of blood to, uh, to go See the re. Okay, I'm gonna pass on this one, but not because not because of the reasons that you think. Right. First, if it's just the exterior of the house that was used in the movie, it doesn't it doesn't hold enough weight. All right. Second. It's probably a one point two fifty million dollar house before you know you put the nightmare on Elm Street tag on it. And I'm not gonna overpay for your already overpriced house just because you say part of it, not even the good part, was used, you know, in a movie that was scary. You know what I'm saying? You're right. 
Yeah, I I get it. I mean, that, I got to keep bringing you these things because one of these days I'm going to go to the bank. <laughs> we'll both be like, okay, what do we have to do to afford this place that we won't be living in? We'll be far from. All right, it, Merrill man. Lynch, whose dick do I have to suck to buy the fucking poltergeist house? <laughs> we got this idea. Stick with That's me a, now. Yeah. We'll make our money back in five to ten years. I promise. Unless they just absolutely prove that ghosts aren't real, and then we're fucked. <laughs> you know, that's a real downturn in business. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm going to, uh, if you find them or if I find them, I'm going to present the I just idea. I, we really yep. need to go through and, and build a list of the places that you've thrown at me. Like, just build our <laughs> realty list, you, you know? You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> we really like should. We're on like but... four now or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this idea of like having a second Halloween to make like Halloween an official holiday and have trick or treating on one particular day, which would be the Saturday before Halloween. Uh, so I wanted to float that by you. And what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, on having like a this is the day you trick or treat and everybody just knows it instead of it just being on Halloween. Okay. As a. There's there's two reasons. I don't know. I like it. I like it. And especially as an adult, it would it would allow Halloween to to become an adult holiday again, mm. you know? Like the actual day of Halloween could become an adult holiday. And I'll I'll give you an example. And this is kind of th- this actually works out for a couple reasons because first of all, the kids never have to worry about trick-or-treating on a school night first and foremost boom boom bang never have to worry about trick-or-treating on a school night okay second a lot of people think halloween for whatever their reasoning is is a major holiday and it and it is and so a lot of people plan stuff on halloween for whatever reasons whether it be birthday parties weddings uh you know what what have you but this would allow the actual holiday of halloween to be celebrated however you wanted it rather than you know if you have kids because i don't have kids right you and i could have two totally different halloweens because of our childhood status but if trick-or-treating was on a certain day like say the the saturday before halloween now you have halloween the day to do whatever you want now with that being said, what sucks is if you do do that, then the kids always get the best Halloween because sometimes Halloween falls on a Wednesday. And what yeah. kind of shit face am I going to get on a Wednesday? I wish I'd have had the party the Saturday before Halloween. Yeah. To, you know, I don't know. Mm. I just talked myself out of it. Leave it as it is. <laughs> Let me choose when to get drunk or have children. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's an interesting idea. I, I, For right you, the, I, I think it would work out great. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it to have it be just like, hey, it's this day. And, you know, if it happens to Halloween lands on a Saturday, then, hey, you're actually celebrating yeah. on the day. I would never not. vote like, against it. Yeah. You know, because it, in the scheme of things, it really doesn't matter that much. Most of the adult activities I'm going to be doing are going to be after the kids go to sleep anyway. You know, but yeah. it would be cool. Instead of that, how about we just bring an adult Halloween night? Where like adults can opt in to dress up and go trick or treating, and there's just shooters and chocolate rum yeah. candies. There's some folks who do that who like D- they got go like trick- the carts with the coolers and shit. 
they'll be like, hey, we got something for you too for being out here, especially if you dress up, which, you know, my, my family, we dress up. I dress up, Tiff dresses up. Everybody dresses up. And so every once in a while, there'll be folks who'll be like, hey, this is for you guys. And they'll hand us a couple of shooters of, you know, fucking whatever. Awesome. And I'm like, that's great. Like, it's the little things. Yeah. I don't even care if I like what's in this bottle. I'm drinking it. Yeah, it's like, thanks for the little nip. I'm warmed up. Let's do this. So Yeah, I could. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I've never actually... I don't know why that hasn't been tried yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see what happens with that. It's not a end-all, be-all. Um, but uh, moving into kind of a weird subject that kind of happened over uh, this past week... Um, Alec Baldwin fires prop gun that accidentally kills cinematographer and injures director of his Western rust. Have you heard about this? Yeah, dude, this is, I mean, this, this is, is a rough, wild thing, man. Cause normally you have a prop master that, you know, th- these folks are pretty like gung ho and like, no, we make sure it's not, doesn't have anything. It's not supposed to. Well, evidently on this set, there was a lot of misconduct that has happened to it. So, there's been this push in Hollywood now to get rid of real guns in movies. What do you think? Like, I think it's, I don't think it's great, but you know, you being the guy you are, I want to shit all over this idea. Shit on it. Or if you've got a perspective, that's maybe be look like the whole situation. This is a fucked up situation, right? It's really, it's, it's fucked up. It's a complete and total accident. You know, and like you said, the 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 thing that kind of grabs people and, and you have this knee jerk reaction to using, you know, fake guns versus real, you know, prop guns, we'll call them, um, is like there was a lot of misconduct on the set, you know, yeah. like people were fucking up. And my argument for it is it's it's tough to do. It's tough to get rid of them, right? Because there's so many benefits, especially to a movie that you're trying to sell to people, yeah. um, of using a prop gun, you know? And in theory, these things don't have mishaps, you know? Like, they're just... And, and from what I've heard, everyone said that Alec Baldwin has been nothing short of safe on the set, and, like, he was rehearsing a... You know, no one thought anything about it. And as you wouldn't, because... It's fake, you know, and people are blaming Alec Baldwin for shooting this lady. And it's like, look, no, it's not him. (laughs) If this lady was around, I'm sure she would tell you like, hey, it's not like he fucking murdered me. You know, it's just super unfortunate. And, you know, do I think that they need to get away from using real guns on set? No, I don't, because I think that there's, you know, benefits to using blanks and stuff like that, because that's what they're supposed to be. But it's what uh, Brandon Lee, the crow. Mm -hmm. That's how he died. Right. Yep, same exact thing. gun to the chest. Look, accidents happen, you know. When you hear that that 747 Boeing got hijacked by terrorists and got slammed into a building, did that make you stop taking flights? You know? Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, it's super unfortunate, and, and, you know, prayers and thoughts go out to her family, and, you know, but at the same time, like, Alec Baldwin, that – that's rough man like that's i couldn't imagine being alec baldwin and something like that happening because mm-hmm. he's handed this gun who's like the gun's good you should be fine yeah and the next thing you know you're shooting somebody and then to find out that they pass away because of yeah 
you were told this and then you did you did everything you're you supposed did your to job as an actor but you know whomever didn't handle that gun appropriately and that's why there are checks and balances to be like okay we checked it it's good it doesn't have anything in yeah. it we've we've done all the things we can and i mean there's a reason why there's all these safety protocols and everything yeah that's sure that this shit doesn't happen and when you've got the neglect neglect like sounds like this movie has had a lot of where this isn't even the first incident on this set it sounds like you got to be looking at the people who are in charge of these these prop weapons like yeah at the end of the day they're throwing a fucking weapon so that's one of those things that like i would hate to uh i i don't want to be in anybody's shoes there i for sure nobody's shoes anyways let's get away sorry from that. That, yeah that, that, that was, that one's that was rough, a, man that, that one is just one that i had right. we had to touch on i and, feel bad and, for and, so many people yeah it's just since you know we want to talk about senseless murder in this country and, and you know yeah it's fucking crazy that shit's fucking crazy i feel for him i would yeah i wouldn't wish that shit upon my worst enemy man well moving on yeah um uh ba so, uh, let's see. Let's make a movie real quick. Uh, Retronomapod versus the Nine Circles of Hell. Go. Uh, it's a straight sequel to Tenacious D's Pick of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of Tenacious D, somehow we're, we get involved. Just we, we've got a guys. microphone and a keyboard with us, so we're just fucking <laughs> going through keyboard worrying, warrioring the fuck out of the Nine Circles of Hell, dude. We just we just out debated them on some stupid topics. Like, yeah, it's like some old it, school shows. I was like, uh, I'm like, uh, can we win? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, dude, you just ate a golden crowd buffet by yourself. Like we've made it past the stage. Like we're good on gluttony, you know. I'll burn us through the fucking stealing and lying one. Like that's all good. Yeah, that's it. It's it's like a straight like sequel. It's a parody of. And we're going for sure SB7 microphones. Oh, yeah. That's that's like the that's grand the, thing. Yeah, it's like through. Rogan's original SB7. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd watch that movie. Shit. Yeah, I I watched the fuck out of Pick a Destiny. Shit, man. Um. I brought up this kickstart me um, thing because it kind of brings up this idea of podcasting, but it's called Soul Beneficiary. Oh my gosh, hang on, Soul Beneficiary, an audio drama, and like basically this gal's been working on this thing for ten years, and she wants to bring this thing to life. And the big thing is that she wants to just pay the actors to be be told. So, do you think that? podcasts should be doing these kickstarting things to fund their overarching thing or do you think it should just be like put it out there and earn the money on the back end um no because i think what what she's doing here is i don't know what do you get i I guess i like you get like stickers and mugs and shirts and you know all this stuff for yeah, this early, is early this is a weird early. one, right? Because like the concept would be cool. It's like, hey, you know, I have this thing, but I want to do it like this. Like, for example, Ready Player One. Like, hey, we have Ready Player One. You guys have read the book. You love the book. We want to do an audio version of this book with 
true blue voice actors, you know, and be able to tell a story through a radio vision, right? Sure. That I could imagine you kickstarting because you already have something that people want to see. But like stuff like this, where it's like, if you don't know what you're signing up for, it's like pledge $50 or more. I love Westcaster t-shirt. And it's one of those things where it's like, if I don't know what I'm paying for, how do I know I love it? And if I don't love it, but paid for it, now I'm stuck with this thing that I just hate. Yeah, you know, like, and, and this isn't anything against her. I just, you know, I don't unless she's proven herself in another way that sure. people can be like, oh, I like the work that this girl does. You know, if this is like the first thing that you're going to put out, I wouldn't kickstart it. This is, sounds like a Patreon thing to me. Right. In That's kind of what I was like. I, Patreon's the way to go when you're doing podcasts to me where it's like, yeah, hey, join our Patreon so that way we can our second season will just be that much better. If we can get up to 100 Patreons at the five dollar tier, we'll be able to afford a better cast. You know, it just seems like this is something that you like go out there and, you know, it's it's, it's tough, though, because if if you're in a place, you know, that you don't have the upfront money to be able to pay these people to come read these parts. Right. Right. I could see why you need to kickstart it. And it's not like she's asking for a ton, you know, she just wants to be able to pay the people that, that do it for her, which is understandable, but I don't know if this is the way to go about it. Like I said, unless that there's stuff that I'm just not reading into, like she's already established herself in another way. Um, whatever it may be, it's just, I don't know. For me personally, I'm not giving money to something that I don't, that I'm already kind of getting for free and on other platforms and ways, right? Yeah, I don't know. It was just I was using that one as a prime example of like I, I get that you have this dream, especially if you've been working on it for ten years. That's incredible. Yeah. But like if you can't if you're gonna use the medium of podcasting or audio medium or whatever, you really have to do it for what it's gonna cost you to do it. Like, okay, we got our microphones, Toby, you're playing this part, I'm playing this part, we've got a few friends, and yeah, it may not be the best. But you're not, you know, like, yeah, and she's already a voiceover actress. Like at that point, you just try to, you know, hold your hand out in your community and be like, hey, I want to do this. Like, I'll catch you guys, you know, the same way you do that shit on Shark Tank. Yeah. Like, I'll throw you 5% of what it makes. If this thing blows up, then, hey, guess what? We're going to. It's just tough, especially from a podcast standpoint that, like, we have so much content out there for free. Just amazing, amazing content. That it's yeah. hard to back something that I just don't know about, you know. Like I'd get, I'd rather get my money in other ways, like buying T-shirts or something mm. of something I already enjoy for free. But that's just us being stingy. I think I don't know. That's that's us. If I was in her like shoes, I'd hate people nothing. like me. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What's in it for me? Because I mean, unless she was a name, like you know. Oh, she's somebody who who has a like a like a pedigree of like, oh, you're Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko and Pinky. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah, I will support you for anything. But considering she doesn't, I, I guess she could probably dig and find out. But that's beside the point. Um, moving on, keeping up with our Shocktober spooktacular. Who would win? Universal Monsters Edition. Frankenstein versus Dracula versus Wolfman versus Invisible Man versus The Mummy versus Phantom of the Opera versus Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, so let's go ahead and knock out a couple of these, right? All right, let's see. I might have to fight you on it. 
Dracula's you, out first because oh, don't don't they're, fight, they're fighting in the sun, so he's gone. Goodbye okay, there. well, Invisible Man's out because it's also sunny and super misty because it's so hot that it's just evaporating the water that's on the ground. But you can't see him because he's invisible. So yeah, but he's in mist, so I can see him. You've seen Hollow Man. <laughs> we know how this works, bro. The fucking motherfucker can't walk through. He's he, just because he's invisible doesn't mean he doesn't have fucking structure. But but you're absolutely is right. Invisible Man your winner here? Yeah, absolutely. No shit. That's my dude. Like like for the fact that he is stealth on his side is that that's what I'm going off of. Like yeah, I mean, I mean Dracula probably does take it, but like okay, so <laughs> like. How does Invisible Man kill Frankenstein's monster? I mean, you just pull those stitches, baby. Those bolts yeah, come but, out. Okay, one, he gets his hand on, right, this fucking monster of a man. Okay. And what if Frankenstein gets his hands on him? Like, now your stealth and your everything else just goes out the window because you're just a puny little human that I couldn't see for a second. And now I'm fucking choking you to death because I'm seven foot and made of 18 people's body parts. Your dick's hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Invisible Man's a tough one because he does have, like, that's what he has going for him is that he's invisible. He's invisible, but like you yeah. said, he's still just a dude. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, he, he's just a pervert. Even if he picks up a bat, it's like, oh, now here's a bat. Okay, now I know where you're at. So it, Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, plus, like, if you look at the original Invisible Man, dude, this fool's in, like, Mummies, shit, sunglasses, and a Hugh Hefner bathrobe. Just yeah, killing it. That, that robe is awesome. Killing it. I um, mean, the pro, I, pros, go ahead. pros and cons of all of them. Like Frankenstein, he's big. Maybe he's slow. Maybe he's not the smartest. Depending which Frankenstein you're messing with. If you're messing with later versions, he's incredibly smart. Then you wouldn't be able to fuck that dude up. But let's say freshly made Frankenstein... Unfortunately, the the downside is that he also has rage on his side. So now you got a strong rage monster, but then you've got Dracula, who's got all those fucking that list of fucking shit he could do. Yeah, he could just do so much stuff. I I still don't think Dracula wins. I think just an all out fucking brawl. Like I think it's got to be almost Wolfman, right? Because like he scratch it up, so he, he could kill most of the people on this list, right? <laughs> he just scratch it up. He's all he's got to do is find Invisible Man. And he's crush, crush, crush. He's, well, he's quick, the, too. He's a fucking wolf. He's going to smell oh, wolf. Exactly. True. Boom, Invisible we didn't even think about be, that. He's going to be pissing himself because he'll be like, oh, fuck, that's a fucking wolf right there. Yeah, God damn it, exactly. And he's a, this is just a natural born predator. Same thing with Frankenstein. Like Frankenstein's <laughs> monster, I guess, could just like break him, you know, or I, something I like that. And Creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon is the interesting one because I just don't know that much about him. I've never watched any of the originals for the Universal Monster stuff. I mean, his biggest thing is that, like, you've seen, like, Shape of Water, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's, like, a successor of that. So if you, if you know that, you're basically looking at the creature from the Black Lagoon. So he doesn't, it's like he's super strength. He's really good in the water. That's where, like, if he could get a motherfucker into the water, oh, he wins. I imagine Frankenstein's monster, too, though. If you put his ass in the water, he is, like, undead, right? Like, does he need to breathe? I don't think so. Well, so couldn't he just uh, go down there like fucking, you know? Well, he wouldn't one. go not like Jason Voorhees, but like Freddy Krueger, just go down there and be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna fuck shit up down here too." I think he does breathe though. I don't I know. Think he is like it's like all of his organs, body. right? Yeah, yeah. Like the thing with Frankenstein, you just got to tear him apart again, like piece him out. 
That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. He's just got the unbelievable yeah. strength of a serial killer. So then at that point, it's got to be a battle of wits between Creature from Black Lagoon and Wolfman, right? Like, And I think I just, the Wolfman's going to eat the fish guy. I just think Fair so, too. Like, I think, like, the wolf instinct would kick in as he was getting drug underwater. And, like, that thing's going to fuck you up. Like, have you ever held a dog or a cat yeah, while you yeah. were trying to dunk them? It's not fucking fun. No you know? And this is a goddamn werewolf. Yeah. And then the Phantom of the Upper is just in the back playing. Oh, we didn't even like, think about him. Play. Dude, you're going to die. Ignore me. Don't, yeah. don't, don't mind me. I shouldn't even I'm be not... part of this. I play the soundtrack. Just keep he's your just hand in the back on the organ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like. And he's just like, no, I ain't getting involved in that. Like the one guy I could take is Invisible Man, and I'm not even going there. And the mummy, he's just a bag of bones. So, yeah. Wolf yeah, got to be Wolfman. <laughs> that was interesting because I was like, Invisible Man, the concept is cool, but like old school Invisible Man, like you ain't special, bitch. Like, <laughs> you're just a I mean, person. Those, <laughs> those effects were badass back in the day. It's just kind of wild. Yeah, because it's what, in the 30s or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is insane. They're like doing the old fish wire, like, woo. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, you are a Universal Monsters fan, huh? Yeah, those guys are good. Yeah. It's original horror. I'll give you that. It's, it's but that's good because we do know you're a Universal Monster fan. And I want to know more about you. Because Me? this week we're talking about this dick. Not my dick. Not your dick. Who's got thumb two thumbs and But our our dick. Cause he's the Rick of our podcast. That's right. Dun dun dun. Dun I wish I had the sports center theme. That's what would have been good right there. <laughs> so I got to put some stuff together for you. And depending on how uh slow or fast we get through all these questions, I did about the same number as you did last week. You guys will hear some doubles because uh he had good questions and I kind of want answers from him the same way that he got answers from me. So uh but after it's all done, I do have a scary movie quiz for you because you know ooh, it's Halloween. I'll be so uh, good with that sports center. Da 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 it's like the intro to who wants to be a millionaire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Um uh, <laughs> Sorry, that really, I don't know why that got me good. Uh, so first question, same old, same old, right? Where are you from? What was your childhood like? Um, I was born uh, in 1982 in Fitzsimmons Military Hospital. I don't know if you should give away all that information because Denver, we're on the internet. Denver, Colorado. My mother's maiden name. <laughs> the last four of my social are. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I was born in Denver, Colorado, raised in uh, Littleton, Colorado, um, which is kind of now known as Centennial. I haven't really moved outside of this area. I've been here for. Yeah, you're ever. like 12 different neighborhoods. It is weird, yeah. right? Repo County is bizarre. Look it up on a map. Uh, childhood was, I don't know. It's an interesting one because it, I think it's very atypical with like, I played sports. I don't talk about it much because I'm not a, I wasn't a sports kid. I like, I did it because, you know, as a kid, you're like pushed into it. T-ball yep, always. Lacro lacrosse was big for us. So that was one I really steered to because I got really good with the stick. Um, and you're a big body. Like 
sit there for a second and uh but no it's you know pretty that but then i also had a dad who was super into the more let's say geekier stuff um so we did a lot of larping as a kid going up to the mountains doing that kind of stuff being squires and then until we were old enough to kind of do our own thing so i don't know i think it's pretty straightforward yeah you're not much of a sports fan now though are you no, I just I, I don't seek it out. But like if if I was invited to a Super Bowl party, which I have been in the past, I know what's going on. I'm not a, I'm not like a yeah. I'm not one of those guys who's like, what's going on? This is dumb. I, I know what it all is. Did I they know score sports a goal? Are, you know, <laughs> how do they win? You know, um, cool. I'm glad you brought up LARP, right? Because we do know we we had an episode, right? Uh yeah. And you you'll you may have to educate me a little bit on this, all right? But while LARPing, you've LARPed for quite a long time, I imagine now. What's your like favorite class or setup oh. to play? Ah, uh, well, that's that gets tough because it really depends on the system you're using. If you're doing something more like Ifkis, where it is more like your sword and shield kind of stuff, then that what do I usually go for? I like playing a thief. Okay. Because uh, especially with like Ifkis, you can actually use like lock some people actually get stuff. to the point and like lock picking and stuff like real basic like aspects of it. Um, I like Thief because the aspect of being able to like steal and be a little underhanded and and that I. But like I built like a guy who's like I am the barbarian. Yeah, I mean, show me where to go. I went by a grande ninja for ten plus years. Yeah. Is what, you know, because <laughs> I was just yeah. big. With sticky fingers, I can I can completely understand that. Yeah, but then if you get into stuff like uh, Six Stone Society and Shadow, that's more of theater of the mind, like where you're still playing it physically, but then you're also being able to play like. Let's see, my last character I made was like a mute. Uh, what was it? A mute like vampire or something like that, where I couldn't talk, so I had huh. this weird weird parrot thing that talked for me through a mental link. Don't ask. Interesting. <laughs> it's fun, but like, you know, it's fun things like that. And that's what I like about doing LARP is that you can, it's not just, you know, you it's can, all imagination, you can right? It's, it's all up here. And, and sometimes you do get to like Chris and I, uh, once played like ogres at this game with Ifkis and we were just sword and shield, super basic. We're supposed to, and it's the two of us versus teams. And, you know, each team would come by every 20 minutes and like, Nobody ever gave us direction of, hey, some of these are brand new people, so take it easy. So there was one team, there was probably eight people, and Chris and I were just like, because they didn't, they they took the easy way. Both of you guys are big guys. And we're just, we just crushed it. We were like, oh, hey, one of the, you know, like the the GM guys, the the referees or whatever, were like, hey, just let you know, some of these guys are brand new, and we want them to come back. So like. Take it a little easy. We're like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, my you bad, know. my bad, my bad. <laughs> Give us that direction. Challenge them, but don't destroy them. Got it. All right. So, I love Ooh, it. Oh, God, we're going to have to do some LARP stuff again. That's going to be – we'll have to have Chris back on for that one. Yeah. Um, What was an early memory of the pod that made you think we had something special? I like that Ooh. question. It is such a good question. Um, I'm glad I thought it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, man. Like, just because, like, we had known each other for a 
you know, decent amount of time, but it's not like we were hanging out constantly outside no. of, you know, work or anything. So like, as soon as we did that first episode, and I really think it was the first episode, like with the, with the, who would win? Did, did, yeah. yeah we, Cause that's the right. Yeah. 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 Dr. C's first Dr. Phil. We did that. And then like, just kind of feeling it out and like, and afterwards, just the elation of like, holy shit that and just being like amped and like fuck yeah like that was going. fucking fun and and i still get that to that to this day where like the next day we'll be you know we'll go into work and be like oh my god what is that's such a good i like this and like this and yeah yeah i, I that it from the get-go it's just been something that like i look forward to doing and when we don't when there have been times that we've you know gone for a week or two without i'm like i i do get in a lull where i'm like oh man this Something's off, and it's always yeah. because we haven't recorded for a minute. Yeah, because it is one yeah. way to be able to sit down and chat to you about stupid shit that we both like, or just stupid shit. I want. Oh, let's hear Tony's uh, or Toby's opinion on this. You yeah, know, like, well, and what a lot of people, I think, what a lot of people don't understand too is like you and I say we work together, right? We should say that we work at the same place, and Rick and I have a very small amount of time first thing in the mornings that we get to bullshit about stuff you know and it usually comes out of time that i should have used doing my actual job but (laughs) that's like our way of like catching up we're not texting all i mean we do text quite a bit but yeah it's like we don't we don't just like work in cubicles where we're talking shit all day long it's like a lot of this stuff got built over a year where it was like wait are we into the same shit do you listen to this what do you like what is this what is that so yeah, it is it is very like interesting our how our work relationship turned into this relationship. It's so weird cuz like in the beginning it was like 5 minute conversation of like, "Oh, how you doing today?" "Oh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good." "Cool. Come stand next to me. Quit quit standing over here. Come over here and you can stand with me." And then it like kind of blossomed from that where like at first it's just like quick little like, "Hey, I like your socks today." Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, "Oh, yeah. hey, are you going to watch Ready Player 1 when it comes out?" And like and it slowly just built to where it was like eventually it's like 15 minutes in the morning where we're like, "Hey, how are things?" You know, we we catch up as much as we can in that short little time because being a delivery driver, quicker you get on the road the better for the day. Yeah. So start work sooner, quit work sooner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um I wanted to bring one up because you know, as we've said before, I am more of the video game guy. You're more of my movie TV show guy. Um, yeah. But something you and I have never really talked about. Do you have a favorite video game? Ooh. Do I have a favorite video game? Like. It can be anything current, you know, or if you have one. Like I kind of gave my book answer last week, right? You got one from your childhood. Got one from your adult life. Earthworm Jim, when I was younger, ruled my world something Respect. fierce. The platformer on that thing is next level. The the animations of it all were like, like Sonic is good and Mario's good, but like they took it to a level that's like, holy fuck, this is great. Everything about it was just fun and goofy and very 90s, like with the humor and stuff. Um, Assassin's Creed is probably my franchise I go back to so frequently because it's it's consistently... You know what you're getting into. It's interesting history stuff. Sometimes they dabble into like s- supernatural aspects or dealing with gods or fighting minotaurs or whatever, which is really fucking cool because it could just be a straightforward like a historical reenactment of this that just happens to have assassins. But instead, they're like, hey, here's some s- weird shit to it as well. Yeah. Um, Three Dirty Dwarves. 
<laughs> was one yeah. for me. We've talked about that before. That is just such a wild game. That and Booger Man. Those are yeah, probably my Booger Man four on the Sega. Still a very good game. Uh, Three Dirty Dwarves, if I'm not mistaken, is a Saturn game. And then Ren and Stimpy had a game, didn't they? Yeah, they have one on, on Sega Genesis? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed, I kind of expected. That was kind yeah. of top of my list of things that you might say. I play that all the time. Um, this one's kind of a two-parter, and I'm going to put you on the spot because, as we do here, uh, favorite genre of movie. I mean, right away, I got to go horror. That's where my heart lies. Okay. Um, just because growing up, my mom, like, that was one that really bonded us is over weird horror movies because she's definitely the horror person over my dad. So, like, that's the one that we were like, oh, let's go watch a spooky thing. And That's a, that's a very interesting dynamic, right? Yeah. Um, you're, especially your mom being the horror person. My parents were a little bit opposite of that because my dad was a horror movie person. My mom read horror. Like, oh. my mom was a gigantic Stephen King fan. Like oh, she, she loves, yeah. You know, she was a big horror reader. Whereas, like, once you brought out the visual stuff, she was like, no, 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 I don't want none of this. You know? So that's it. That's interesting that it's your mom yeah. uh, versus your dad bonding over, especially, like, horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So horror. What's your favorite horror movie? How do you choose just one? You know? It's like... <sighs> so I've got I mean... two two questions here, and I'll ask it later. But this is just generalized horror it doesn't have to be the one that scared you the most because that's another question i mean favorite horror that's so hard like i want to go like franchise i like the most is probably nightmare on elm street because the whole dream thing that he's attacking you in a very vulnerable place but then there's also movies like i don't know cabin in the woods that takes that slashers or genre mashes it into this really cool kind of complex kind of fun idea i really like that movie a lot but then there's like I don't know. Man. The Universal Army Monster stuff, which is considered horror. Like, yeah, I mean, there's such a history of it. And like Army of Darkness is so good because it's campy action horror, which, you know, it's not Evil Dead anymore, where it's like, that's horror versus the camping. I don't know, man. That's such a loaded. Okay, how about like, this? Then we, so won't, we won't even get into generalized horror. Do you have a movie that is the scariest for you? For me, uh, I think it's tied between Poltergeist and Pet Cemetery as a kid. Okay. Those those freaked me out something fierce. Um as a kid, as as since I had the kind of childhood I had, uh, very much got desensitized through watching them probably earlier than I should. So like w- going to a friend's house and watching uh, Blair Witch Project. Like, yeah, yeah. Which I was shitting like, myself over as I was growing up. I'm like, okay, so it's just some chick in the corner. Like, uh, you know? t- yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's so freaking gung ho after he watches it. He's loading up the car. I'm like, yeah, Fernando and I are going to head down there. We're going to kill the bitch. I'm like, how <laughs> are you? What are you going to do against like a supernatural witch that's able to like possess people? Like, get out of here. But like, that movie was le- legitly like a huge phenomenon and chris is gonna yes, kill me if it was. that's fine that's fucking hilarious <laughs> um back to podcast questions your favorite segment of the show um i don't can i go with the whole like the whole show as a segment <laughs> no <laughs> i didn't i guess i didn't ask that question and that's on me last week but no in this case because- no building the show is my you know um what is my favorite 
segment. Like, who would wins are always great. I think I like the weird question of the weeks because it's such a good way to bring us in to kind of break that ice, to kind of shake off whatever rust we might have from the previous, from the, you know, the week that's gone by. Yeah. It kind of gets us into the show. However we started off. It, it, it sometimes it goes to places. Sometimes it's a dead question. And we just kind of helps us move the show along. Sometimes it's like, Oh, we spent a half hour on that, you know, kind of thing. So I think that, and plus it also helps take us out and hopefully it gives the listener something to listen, like be like, Oh, I got to hear their thoughts on, on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of the questions are interesting there, and but you're hundred percent right. I agree with that wholeheartedly that it's a good way to break the ice at the beginning of an episode because I still get nervous before we like get going, you know, get the yeah. giggles and like the <laughs> butterflies. And I'm just like, oh shit. But once you get into it and that weird question of the week is such a, a staple to the start of the show. And it's just like, okay, now I'm in my comfort zone. I just get to fucking talk shit yeah. for the next 10 minutes, you know? All right. So my next loaded question for you, because uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to allow you to ask me this and me not ask you this. Um, favorite superhero? Uh, Can I break it down? Yeah. Like, fucking. Im- Image Comics Spawn. Uh, Marvel, it's going to be Nightcrawler. And um, Nightcrawler is probably my dude. I like I like teleportion a lot. And plus, he's fucking cool looking, especially when they let him be the swashbuckler that we know love going around with the sword. Um, DC. Do I have a favorite? I mean, DC's Batman, I think. Yeah, I'd imagine like, Batman. Like peak human, like being able to just be the... the he's single-handedly the best... Justice League member, but the worst because, like, if any of them were to really just turn on him, he's gone. But because he's so smart, he has contingencies against all these other dudes, which I think is pretty damn cool. Um, yeah, Spawn was one that was early that got me into reading comics along with Spawn is an interesting choice. I and I, I don't know why I would think that you would choose anything less than Spawn. Yeah, because he's so. God, he's so 90s. It's ridiculous. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one's interesting. Uh, I, th- yeah. I got, yeah, I got I one more kind of kind of stick with them. Easy one. Uh, and then we're going to get into some interesting stuff that I kind of thought up on the side. Favorite board game. Oh. Considering you I, haven't played some of the like staples of any collection. This is very interesting what you're about to tell me board game i've here's a crazy thing i'm one of those weirdos that likes the game monopoly okay i mean <laughs> look, I, know it's... I can understand it because monopoly itself is fun the end game of monopoly is not fucking fun it, it, unless that's you a, own that's everything I can't go with that. Monopoly. It's a fun game. Like people are mad at you right now, by the way. I know. They're like, you fucking dick. Um trying to think. Like, what's a game from my childhood that we used to play? Like Battleship's pretty good. Uh board game. Life is fantastic. You mentioned that one last yeah, week. Yeah, dude. It's it's next level because you know, it's straightforward. Once you get to the end, you're done. Trouble. Um sorry. I don't know, man. That's so. Do you have a new age game that you've played? Like one that you've oh, really there's, enjoyed? There's one that we played recently. 
that's oh, fuck. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically this tile game where you basically match these tiles and your character gets, I, if I had the name, that would make it a lot easier. <laughs> I don't. So it's a shit answer. Um, I like, like, uh, cards against humanity is really fun, but that's not quite a board <laughs> game. How's God. it feel? Motherfucker. It's so, <laughs> What's chess? That? Chess is the board game. Chess that's is the, your favorite. That's that's I the OG. Um, I'm not. I'm better not, than checkers. I'm not good, but I'm making a point to teach my kids how to play because I think it's fun to. They should learn how to play chess, drive a manual five speed, and learn how to write cursive. Oh, that's an interesting one. They don't teach it anymore. They really don't. It's going to be like right. Latin soon, and I mean, us adults will be the, one of the last generations that can have a secret language. They uh, they don't get homework anymore. So, but they don't get snow days anymore either. So, well, that's only because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I've got no good answers for that board game. Let's go with guess who? That's a fun one, right? Does he wear glasses? Is yes, it a he, he or a she? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, here's an interesting one for you. I titillize you with this. If you could choose any story, whether it be movie, book, uh, game, wherever you could go, if you could choose any story to become a D&D arc, what story would you choose? Holy shit. I mean, I think Ready Player One's rife with that. Yeah. But that's also one that's like... It could be RPG-ish. That's That one's wild because it's almost like two games in one because you've got the real world and then you've got the... Oasis, right? Yeah. So, like, you've got this fantasy world, but then you also could play like a normal dude. Yeah, you try not to die in both. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, I don't know. Nightmare on Elm Street would be a fun, like, like a horror set. See, I yeah, that as soon as you started saying it, I was like, yo, like this, that could be f- dope as fuck, like a horror style arc. Where it's more of like a survive the night, but you've got yeah. like dead by daylight, like yeah, you're just kind of, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's just like you're not necessarily doing a bunch of battles as much as you are like trying to solve puzzles before this fool murders <laughs> you, or figure out his mystery to destroy him if you're yeah. able to. Like, like that's an interesting pool, like for like a horror directive because you don't see a lot of good, and maybe it's because I don't search them out, but you don't see a lot of good horror like arcs like that. Yeah, normally it's people doing like the uh, 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 what do they call Love, it? The space Lovecraftian. Thank you. Yeah, where it's like super like, oh, it gets dark, and once it starts getting dark, it just deeps dive and everybody dies at the end. It's yeah. like that works, but it's like, like the Arkham horror series and stuff. And... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I'd go with either either Ready Player One or like a uh, Escape the Slasher or Survive the Night kind of uh, RPG. Uh, maybe this will be an easy one. In maybe. a world that money didn't matter, Ooh. what would you do for work? Um, I've had this dream for many a year, and I've talked to many people about it, but like, I would open up a... Okay, let me see if I could... <sighs> Pizzeria sub shop that's fantasy-based where the pizza oven is a dragon's head, so when you open it up, fire, you put the pizza in, you can okay. cook it. <laughs> That's that's the front part of the store. You can get drinks there. You can get coffee there. 
Um, it's going to be also merchandise, board games, uh, comic books, obviously. That's kind of the front part of your your shop. The back part is much larger, opens up to, I don't know, a couple levels, where each level you can run different RPGs or different LARPs, if you will. So you could have one level that you could design, Storm the Castle! You could have one that's more military-based, where you could do airsoft okay. um, kind of things, where you could run simulations of rescuing hostages or killing the terrorists, or something like that. But to have it multifunctional, where you can have the landscape change, you could have birthday parties with kids that way. You could be like, okay, you're going to go slay the dragon. That's your goal. Save the princess, or prince let's you know whatever from the dragons from the ogres from the goblins and super basic for kids or you ramp it up and you invite these you know amp guards and these other folks out there Some legit dungeons and, and like, drafts type shit so yeah, but go to that next level where it's like you're immersing them into this and then like i mean obviously you're you, have you just do it on a warehouse and have like the storefront be the main office and then the warehouse would be your playground Exactly. So you need a place that's that's huge that you could. And, and I like the idea of having it multi-layer or have sections where you can have multiple games going at once. So it's not like one person can take the whole day where you can have multiple games going. Obviously, you need a warehouse for it. But like that's that that's would be ultimate. sick, though. That's yeah. why the money thing wasn't an option. Whatever you want to do. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah, that'd be fun as hell. You could have food and drink and just enjoy yourself. Have a nice little little thing or you can go and i don't know depending what what you like and that's Stab why I a child to, with a foam sword yeah it's all up to you yeah um how does it feel to be the main host of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh again uh, sort of like your answer i don't i think i think what works so great about this is that we both don't consider ourselves hosts, but we kind of do. And like, I don't know. Well, it, let me it, just be the first to admit that you put the show together. Well, sure. You but know? like, there's behind the scenes things that we both do that make it work. Like, you know, putting the script together or just generally getting the podcast out there to, for people to actually hear or being able to stream it. Like, that aspect, I'm like, we could probably figure it out, but it wouldn't be at the level that it is. Yeah. You know, so I think we, and that's what works so w- well about this partnership is that like, there's aspects that we both can do and being able to have the freedom to go, hey, I want to try this. And you're like, cool. Or mm, maybe if we tweak it and try this, and then we do. And that's the other, you know, about the show and being the host is that like, in the beginning, like what's so funny if you go back and listen is that there's so many times where I'm like, I ask you if we can do stuff like legitimately like yeah. ask you because I've treated this like this was your thing because you were the one who presented it to me. So I've always treated it like this is to- Toby's baby. And as long as he welcomes me on it, I'm just going to keep showing <laughs> yeah. up until he's like, until one day I, I, I get a new little blip on the thing of a new, new episode. And I'm like, oh, I'm not on that one. Yeah, I think he must have had someone else. Yeah, oh, which shit. I've never treated it like that, which is why it's like funny because I'm always just like, well, what do you want to do? Like, do yeah. I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what do you think? It's just like I've you know we've incorporated each other in every step along the way, while yeah. also being like, I don't know. I hope he likes this. <laughs> yeah, or just yeah, throwing shit on there without you knowing about it, and like being like, did that work? Did it not work? You know. All right. 
we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up here. I got I got four more. Um, we'll bust through these and then we'll we'll hit our little quiz because I'm excited for you to answer some of these questions. I'm excited. Um, as a resident Highlander around here. Oh, that's right, the Highland, 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 Highland Ranch Highlander. Yeah, if uh, if you could be from any other descent, oh, what would you choose? Um, I'm really intrigued by Japan and samurai. Okay, I think that lore and that aspect of like Ronins and like the lone samurai who's been not dishonored, but like that's very cool to me. But then I also look at like. I don't know. Europe's just rife with so much cool fucking shit too. Like, um, Germany's pretty cool in their heritage. I mean, there's aspects, obviously, yeah, but there's yeah, there, there's parts it, that it, they it, wish it, they could take back too. There, there's a lot of cultures that have like things. They're like, oh, sorry, but um, yeah. Look at white and Christian. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> I I think I think just because it is different. From the heritage that I have, because I'm a mixed Euro mutt, like we've got a little bit of all this shit from Europe. So I'd probably say Japan because it is so like so different. And I've watched a lot of things and a lot of history on things and just general like whatever. That's I think what I would gear for is like not the it's something that wasn't even on my radar. So I'm glad I asked that question. I you know we talk a lot about you being my redheaded best friend, even though you're not like redheaded, but you do embrace. Uh, redheaded culture as your own. I do. Um, so yeah, I was kind of curious because there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, because we figured out on this podcast real quickly, uh, I'm not very good at impersonations, impressions, whatever you want to call them. Oh, fuck. Uh, what's your favorite person to impersonate? Uh, that's t- here's the thing that I have figured out doing this podcast. I can't do impersonations with headphones on. Okay. Because you can like, hear, I, like you can hear yourself. I, I, it's a weird muffled thing. Um, when I was younger, it was a lot of Jim Carrey. Okay. A lot of Genie from Aladdin, uh, which would be Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, and then I got older, and then became Arnold after watching like Predator and like being the action dude. Sean Connery's fun. Sean Connery, fuck, he gets me every time. <laughs> he, he's so good. He's fantastic. You know, like like that. Um, and I like I like playing around with voices, but like I'm such a shy guy when it comes to that shit that if somebody calls me on it, I'm like, oh, oh well, um, no words. <laughs> I like I like doing it by surprise, like delivering to a customer and then throwing out a Sean Connery, and they're like, what the fuck? And just <laughs> yeah, like watching yeah. the reaction as I'm walking away, like that's the shit I get into, not the watch me as I do this incredible Morgan Freeman, which I don't do because that's a register thing, but Michael Caine is fun so i don't know I, <laughs> like i said it's just funny to me because you are you know I, from an outside source you are very good especially you know and it's nothing to take away anything from you but i'm easily impressed because i am so fucking bad <laughs> at doing any sort of accent or impression or anything else that every time you do it in front of me i'm just like this motherfucker's the man of a thousand faces. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like you. I like really good impersonations, but I like people who like will wholeheartedly jump into it and try to do an Arnold, even though they know like their shit for it. Like Tiff does the same thing where I'd be like, how does that uh, Scottish accent go? And she'll try it. Like, I, I wish I had the balls to be like, yeah. oh, 
Where are we going? My body's just like, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's fantastic. My last two questions for you, a little bit of Halloween based. um, And we're going to play on nostalgia a little bit. And I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be nostalgic. Uh, But what's your favorite Halloween memory? You have a favorite Halloween or Halloween time? So Southwest Plaza used to be the place to go when we were kids because the mall would do, you know, the trick or treat street around the mall. So you could get the candy and everything else that you'd want. But then they would also do a costume contest. Not that we ever won, but like drew, he won two years back to back one year. He went as a Dilophosaurus from Jurassic park. The next year he, his mom created a sarcophagus that he was able to hold. And once you open it, he's a mummy. Legit. Uh, those are some of my favorite times. Um, also going over during like the movie, the TV movie, Stephen King things, going over to my cousins to hang out. And all we did was play and do our stupid shit. But like getting together and doing that shit as well is fun. And then like general, just like jumping on your bike with your pillow sack and then just going to the good neighborhoods to get the big candy bars. Like <laughs> you can't go like you can't go wrong with that. And just being like this free, like. No adults with you. Nobody driving you around. You're just on your bike doing your thing, being like, we're getting candy tonight, and we're going to get as much as we can carry. Um, So, yeah, Halloween is just... I've got so many good memories of Halloween. There's yeah. a reason why it's my favorite. Like, it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, we're going to blow fucking Halloween out next year. I can feel it. Um, Well, that brings me to my last question. Ooh. And you know exactly what fucking question is coming. Uh. <laughs> and it's not that question because I'm not an asshole, but I am going to put you on the spot here. So I don't know if you want to take your headphones off or not. But because I am such a fucking fan. And this isn't uh. more of a question as, it might, as, as a request. Uh, but in your movie voice, I want you to make up a movie for me right now. Oh, and I it's forgot gonna to be, the movie voice. It's going to be... Based That's my on, favorite. It's going to be based on Sam Hain comes back, but doesn't stay because he already thinks everyone's dead. <laughs> Just walk around. <laughs> Sam Hain comes back, right? Ha- Halloween. Yeah, ha- yeah, yeah. yeah, Halloween. And everyone's walking around in masks and makeup and everything else. And he's like, well, fuck. Like, it's already been done here. And he leaves. <laughs> Wait, so what do you want me to say? I want you to make up a movie trailer for that movie. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not good with like you. You do really good at the improv. Like, <laughs> uh, let's see. So Sam, Sam comes back and he's and he sees everything's done, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Um, oh god, this is hard. Um, on Halloween night, one, the spirit of Halloween returns to discover the spirit of Halloween has returned, coming this fall. Jack Skellington is Sam. Nope, that's not right. Jack Skellington versus Sam. Who will be the ultimate spirit of Halloween? Something like that. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> See, give me a script. I'll read that shit all day. Make me come up with it. I always go to like the verses because I love it. You know me. Well, Sir Rick, it is very nice to meet you. Um, we made it through 52 man 
Yeah, I know. And I don't get to put you on the spot very often, and uh, for anything. So I'm I'm taking this chance, and we're gonna do it one more time, right? Uh, and we're gonna do a little Halloween quiz before we get out of here. We're doing great on time, so I'm gonna go until my heart's desire. Uh, cue the music. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> um, and I'll be right back. I have to switch this stuff out real fast. All right, I gotta figure out what song I'm gonna sing to you while you. <laughs> um, I don't know how to fix this. Yeah, well, it's just gonna be like this. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. We're just gonna turn these two off here. Uh, okay. You ready? I've got a bunch of questions, like at least four pages worth of questions, but we're only gonna go through some of these. Uh, some of these may be easy. Some of these may be hard. I don't know. Uh, you're not going to hear it, but we're going to have sound effects because there's sound effects as part of this website quiz. Do, are you watching the stream? Don't watch the stream. I'm not watching the okay, stream. Okay, perfect. Uh, I try, it I is multiple choice. But if you okay. don't want the multiple choices, I am going to give you a second after each question to see. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Ooh. You and I already talked about what this uh, incorporates, right? What classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? Oh, that's Halloween. It's called The Shape. Or The Shade, depending who you talk to. Uh, correct. Uh, I throw you an easy in it. In which horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only the line, all work and no play, makes Jack a dull boy? Uh, the Shining. Ding, ding, ding. Um, what classic horror movie was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? Um, I believe that is, hang on, give me a second, babysitter. I know this one. God damn it. What's the multiple choice? Rosemary's Baby, Scream, no. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. I want to go Scream, but I believe it's Halloween. Halloween is correct. I did not know this one. That was the one that threw me off. Um... I did not know this one either. I knew about it, but not it. How many people associated with The Exorcist died during production? Oh, like this is post stuff. This is like the creepy shit that happens, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to say four. I can give you multiple choice. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Three, six, nine, twelve. Oh my gosh, what's it that many? Uh, let's go six. Wrong. Damn. It's a lot. Have you have you heard like a bunch of the stories from that thing? It is nine. Nine people associated with the Exorcist died during production. It's interesting, right? It's all coincidence, though. Mm. Not says the <laughs> devil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like at one point, the set like lit up and was in a engulfed in fire yeah every everything burned except for regan's room which is like oh fuck. yeah dude that's, no. that's creepy that's wild anyway um what horror film was the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and slip it, isn't it like uh well i want to say psycho psycho is correct i took a guess on that one too and it was great color of freddy krueger's sweater uh green and red uh yeah of course. That was an easy one. I was just in passing. Uh, oh. <laughs> how many people does Jason kill in the first Friday the 13th movie? Zero. It's his mom. It's his mom. Yeah. I, mean, I, um, I know your question. In Scream, 
What is rule number one on Randy's list of rules for surviving a horror movie? Fuck. I've got choices. I want to say it'll be, I'll, I'll be right back, but I don't think that's number one. Give me those multiple choice, my dude. Don't say I'll be right back. Oh. Don't drink or do drugs. Don't have sex. Don't go outside alone. I, I got to go with my original answer then. Don't, don't say I'll be right back. Uh, don't have sex. Number one rule. It's the first thing to get you murdered. Fucking. It's tr- like horror movies are super like straight edge with that stuff. They're like, hey, don't be fucking. Don't be doing drugs or alcohol. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just the thought. Um, what horror film caused some theaters to suggest that patrons prone to motion sickness sit in the aisle seats? Which movie? Yep. Which horror film? Vertigo? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Give me the uh... Uh, choices are Vertigo, Mimic, Friday the 13th, Part 3, 3D, The Blair Witch Project. Uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. There's horror stories from that where it's like, I could see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how you record. It's just like you're running and sprinting the entire time. Um, In Poltergeist. I'm so scared right now. In Poltergeist, what grabs Robbie Freeling through his bedroom window? Isn't it a tree? Anyway, give me multiple choice. A water hose, a clown, an Indian, a tree. I think it's a tree. It's a big oak tree next to the Freeling's yeah. house. Um, how much oh. screen time does Freddy Krueger get in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie? I think it's something ridiculous, like 12 minutes. Seven minutes, 14 minutes, three and a half, 21. 14. Seven. And, um, kind of a gun. One that I didn't know, maybe it's because I don't know if I've ever seen fully through the movie that they explain this in. Why can't Michael Myers be killed? Because he's the embodiment of evil. Uh, choices are an ancient druid curse. He's a god. He's a ghost. He's just lucky. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I I gotta go with it's just he's he's that damn lucky, but it's a ghost. Oh, is it Jay? You said Jason? No, Michael Myers. Okay, yeah. See, just fucking lucky. <laughs> uh, it's actually an ancient druid curse, which apparently they explain in Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, which I think is like three. No, three is season of the witch. Oh yeah, I don't like four, fuck but... if I know. That. Sorry. Don't mean to be um, hey, let's do like three more. Um, I haven't got this I, far down. How familiar you are with Rosemary's Baby? Um, well, considering I am Rosemary's Baby because my mom's name's Rosemary. What she is the name of the apartment home. you were born in? Uh, what is the name? <laughs> what is my the name? So much. What is the name of the apartment building Guy and Rosemary move into in Rosemary's Baby? Hell House. I don't. The Bramford. The Branson. The Brockworth, the Brodsky. The the Branford. That's correct. In honor of Bram Stoker. Did not know that. That's a um, wild movie. Let's go two more. Who speaks to Isaac in Children of the Corn? Oh. Yeah, this one's rough. He I... who shall not be named. He who knows no sin. He who comes with fire. He who walks behind the rose. 
All of these are pretty creepy, as said out loud. That I started watching that movie recently. I realized I hadn't actually seen it, so I started watching it recently. And it is it is buck wild. Um, I mean, they do a lot of stuff with sin in that movie, so I want to go with that. But I feel like with the corn, it's going to be something with the row. He who walks behind the rose. Yeah. Um, last question. And then we will wrap this up. And uh, this is our year, dude. We made it. <laughs> last question. What was Pinhead's human name? He is the master of all. What's the multiple choice? Elliot, Gerald, Duncan, Winston. Um, I, I'm clueless. I'm going to go Winston. Duncan. Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> Good, because I thought I knew that one. And when you said Duncan, I was like, yeah, I'm right. No, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten that one either. Elliot. British military officer Elliot Spencer was transformed into the Cenobite pinhead after opening the Lament configuration. Some of these questions were like, I am not as good as I thought I was. Right? Uh, Like that William Shatner masks thing is such a intro horror movie. Like That's like first trivia you learn. You're like, oh, really? That's interesting. I need to watch that Halloween Kills. Yes. I don't know what happened to my stream, uh, but go. <laughs> you got anything else, dude? We did, We made it. 52, man. 52. Now I have of... no idea where we're going to go. I didn't think we'd get this far. So suggestions, oh. please send them to <laughs> retronomapod at gmail.com, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck yeah. Like. We're up for like trying new things. Like that's half the fun of this thing is being able to go. Hey, we're we've thrown a lot of shit at the walls. Some is stuck. Some has gone by the wayside. But like feedback goes a long way. It's just it's just fun. The whole thing is fun. Like God, we did a lot in this episode. Well, might as well wrap up then. Uh, as always, you guys can find us at retronomapod.com. Uh, that's the best way to kind of get the links to everything that we're doing, the YouTube, the Facebooks, the, the other stuff, the Instagrams. Uh, I don't know, maybe a TikTok soon. Probably not. We're so, I'm so bad at social media in general, but we should do TikTok. Um, other than that, I ain't got nothing else unless you got something else. No, I'll take us out the way we always do with the weird question of the week. Considering it's spooky, this the Spooktober <laughs> the Dick Spooktober spectacular, Dick Spooktober spectacular, Shocktober Spooktober spectacular. Um, what are the four houses of horror? The four houses of horror. Hmm. Damn. This is it. That's an interesting question. Uh. Damn. I want to answer that question right now. You're uh, right. To be. That being said. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to this week's episode of the Retro Nomopod. We hope you have a great Halloween holiday, and we love you, and we hope you don't eat razor-filled apples, and we will catch you next week. As we close out one year of magnificent podcasting, we're left pondering what's to come for the podcast. But all I have to say right now... 
is good night. <laughs> <laughs>